0: A while I feel rusty, like for some reason. I don't know why.
1: You I mean, got this. You're right, so
0: It's all good. Well, like I said, with you on here, this is easy. So, ready? Okay, so want
1: to go. Welcome to Fresh Takes by Total Expert, designed to get you up, get you moving, and propel your business forward. Hit the pavement with us as we connect you to financial services experts, get their take on the state of the industry, and leave with actionable insights. Here's your host, Total Expert Chief Customer Officer, Sue Woodard.
0: Hey everybody, Sue Woodard here. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Takes. And hopefully you've got those sneakers flip-flops or hiking shoes on and you're out taking some steps while we're getting some amazing fresh takes from the best in the industry. And I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have today's guest, the one and only Brian Covey of Lone
1: Depot. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Sue, I'm glad to be here. This is awesome to finally get to connect and uh, join your show, so thanks for having me.
0: I know it's great to have you. So we were talking a little bit before we started that um, I said I'm going to read your whole whole dang bio that we got from your folks because it's such a good one and it's not like you need any introduction. But there's so many cool little personal details in here. So here goes. How do you go from pro soccer player to vice president of one of the largest mortgage companies in America? And more importantly, what do you learn along the way? And the answer is a lot. Once an Olympic USA soccer player, Brian quickly learned how to get cut and literally get cut. (laughs) Fitness and mindset became masteries for Brian very early as his career was affected by the 2007 market crash just years after his soccer team days came to an end, right when he was raising toddlers with his wife, Nicole. But Brian has mastered the art of a growth mindset, the art of winning, and the art of staying fit. He believes in integration and health over all things. Brian, as you all know, is an executive at Lone Depot, a proud father, an influencer, a top rated podcaster, and just simply a fabulous soccer dad. But you don't drive the soccer like
1: mom van, do you? I don't. No, no. I'm I'm a Range Rover guy.
0: Okay, okay, okay. No okay. I, I was just like, the, the no. visual was not working work. for me. Okay, fabulous soccer dad. But he throws the suit down and coaches his daughter's league with joy several times a week. It's Brian's mission with his new book, Conversations with Covey, to highlight some of the most incredible stories he's gotten to share in his podcast, The Brian Covey Show. It is all about balance. What the heck? I think, honestly, people listening probably just went, whoa, like, I knew he was cool, but I didn't know he was that cool. Nah,
1: it's, it's all the all the things that we don't know about each other, that if you spend a little bit of time and get to know people, you realize they have these really cool experiences, backgrounds, and stories, and so I had some help. Actually, we just rewrote that bio. So thank you. And I love it. And it helped me just translate my life experience in a way that I thought would connect, but was very authentic to who I am. And really more importantly about like some things I believe. And, and I think why I'm I love it. on the earth. Yeah. And we'll
0: be sure to put, I want to put a link um, to the Brian Covey show. Of course you can find it. Where's the best p- place
1: for people to find it? Best place now. We just updated my website. So you got the www.briancovey.com easy. I love it. All there.
0: Book. I love it. The book, everything. BrianCovey.com. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Let's do that. Now I told you also before we started that I pick a magical table talk card. One of the cards we use at our events that are kind of conversation starters to just get our conversation started before we dive into business. And the one that I picked for you, which now I realize how incredibly appropriate this may be is what is your best scar story?
1: So I have a few, but let's take the most recent because I had two ACL surgeries in college and then professionally, but uh, many that are following my journey know about 10 weeks ago, I was playing indoor soccer with our Iron Tribe team, which is like our fitness group and, you know, all of the dads and moms and all that stuff. Well, I decided I'd go out there and little did I know, I had a pre-existing injury with my bicep tendon. And I went down for a save, like just a routine save. My arm hit the ground, kind of hyperextended in a weird angle. And I actually tore (laughs) my bicep tendon, which I don't recommend for those out there. So I have two gnarly scars. I could tell a better story that maybe a bear was trying to attack my family and I I extended them off. Um, And maybe I'll tell that story to some people and they won't even know what really happened. Do it, do it, do it. But those two scars, (laughs) I look down now, they are healing up. But um, on a funny side note, my wife has now said, you know, you need to work on the tattoo. You need to get the sleeve over there now that you've got the scar. Yes,
0: exactly. Just go full on. I like I do like the idea of the the bear attack or the, you know, the shark or, you know, something like that. It just it fits your image, you know, so. You could go with that, but okay. All right. I have a scar story that I'll save for a different, um, a different day. Um, but it, it's a, well, you know what? I'll, I'll actually just tell you right now really quickly. My best scar story is I was running in a race and it was one of those mud races, right? Where you're like oh, yeah. covered in mud, all kinds of obstacles. And you had to do this part of the obstacle where you're kind of walking up an M-shaped board where you have to kind of walk up it really carefully, walk down really carefully. Very hot day. The boards got extremely slick with mud. And they had slats across them to kind of help you have a little traction. Yep. As I was coming down the final board, some of the slats were missing. Feet wiped out from under me. I landed straddling the top of the board and wrote it down. Oh. Chunk, 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 chunk with the little slats shredding <laughs> my thighs on the inside. So not only do I have a scar from that, it was one of those times that you like you you finish and everybody's looking at you like, oh my God, but you have to get up and be like, Oh, no, no, I'm fine. Totally no big deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've done this before. I, I'm okay. When I
0: wanted to die of like humiliation slash pain. But, um, you know, so that's that's my best. Um, in, it was more humiliating getting the scar, I think, than, uh, you know, talking about it now. But, uh, right. you know, those yeah. are the days. But we have a ton of stuff to talk about today, Ryan. So I want to get into it. This has been a huge year for Lone Depot. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. You were named the official mortgage provider of Major League Baseball. You went public on the New York Stock Exchange. You were named a 2020 top mortgage lender by Housing Wire, among many other amazing accomplishments. And I know one thing that I know you are particularly proud of is your commitment to your community. I mean, Loan Depot is always all about the community all across the nation and delivering a superior consumer experience. So tell us a little bit what you're seeing about that direct-to-consumer experience in particular. And what is Loan Depot doing differently than other lenders that folks can learn from?
1: I love it. So thank you for that. And the team effort. I mean, where we've grown and Anthony, our CEO, I have to give him credit because he's one of the main reasons why I joined the team over three years ago and had the vision for something that was just unique and different that would disrupt the market, but we believed was really needed. And it really starts with that leadership. And I always go back to leadership because it starts with your CEO. It starts with all of us on the ground. And what we realized is, you know, Anthony's passion is definitely around veterans and he's got war heroes on water that we support. But then, our local communities, all of us as regional leaders, branch managers, we need to lead that charge in our community. And what I have seen is really change is it's relationship over transaction. And our industry was, like it or not, we were known for transactional business, right? Mm-hmm. It was almost like you were buying a car, you did it once every five to seven years, but it felt very transactional. And we didn't have relationships. And you would see that with turnover in companies, you would see that with turnover in actually customers and real estate agents would choose other providers because their lender didn't stay in touch with them. Their lender never built a relationship. And we thought, well, what if you built a model that could go direct to consumer, that you actually built a relationship, but you also use social to your advantage and technology to make the process easier to stay in their life and make that home buying experience or the refinancing experience something they actually enjoyed. So they didn't just save money. They didn't just buy their dream home. They didn't just go through all of that. They actually enjoyed the process. And so we integrate technology. We love going direct to the consumer because we believe if we can educate early and be an advisor early in the process, we have a better chance in earning our seat at the table where that customer is going to shop. We all know. You see these statistics. Absolutely. They shop more than they ever have. So how are we going to show up and be different? And we show up in a multitude of ways. You mentioned Major League Baseball on the Internet, social, especially people like myself and others leading the charge. We are the brand. We want to be relatable and connectable in our communities. And I think for all of us, look, we, we want to be out in our community at church or at a restaurant or a soccer game. And people are like, hey, I did my loan through Loan Depot. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. We hear that. That's yeah. what we that yeah.
1: want. That's that's the fulfillment of what we do.
0: Yep. Well, and you, you know, I've said before on this podcast, and you've probably heard me say this that, you know, people don't do business with companies. People do business with people. Yep. And when they can see and feel the people like you, like Anthony, like all of your great originators who are out there, and they can feel that warm voice, and as you said, have an experience they're actually enjoying yep. during what could consider to be kind of a stressful time, you know, that's where the magic really happens. So you're showing up in your communities in some really special ways. I love that. So, we do want to talk about you know as you as you think about those personal relationships and earning trust you know trust is a big part of it trust is kind of at an all-time low i would say in the in the nation right now so it's a great time to be developing again that trust with those consumers and really keeping it so we know the rates are shifting. Um, Mortgage Bankers Association just came out with some data talking about how the market you know, or production is going to be shrinking this year over the next couple of years. I think they've said 40% between 2020 and 2022, which shouldn't be um, shocking to us, but we know that that's going to cause some big adjustments, right? So what advice do you have for lenders to take their relationships a little bit further to become a partner of choice for all their lending needs?
1: I love that question too. And we talk about this a lot with our team as it's almost the old Wayne Gretzky quote of, you have to know where the puck's going to be. And I think for a lot of originators and myself when I was originating, we're many times in the here and now, and we're not thinking about that. And again, that's where I would tie leadership back into, where's the puck going to be? Well, a few things we know is people are moving at a high rate and so they're relocating to markets such as Nashville where I live or to Florida, like we were talking about. And so how do we show up in multiple communities and as a lender, it's no more just you have to be that mayor of your town we talk about, and you have to be well-known mm-hmm. for what you do. But think about this. Your customers now may be buying a second home investment property. They may actually be relocating because they can work remotely like we've never seen before. They don't have to actually be in a particular city like they were before. And what we see is now if you're an originator and you have a relationship, your referrals can cross the country. And I think right. for many lenders and forget the licensing, whether you're licensed in this state and your referral, most every company has a strategy of how you can do business across the country. So I think that's important. I grew up doing a lot of new construction and condo business in Memphis. And so I would say, I still am very bullish. If you look at housing permits, housing starts, population growth, family growth that's happening, you're going to see a need that you're gonna have to have more homes built because we see there's just not enough inventory. Even if people put the homes for sale, there's not enough to keep up with demand in particular cities, we're going to see that move out. And again, this is a trend that we've been following, especially in millennials. And we've seen this is they may be living with their parents now, even in their mid thirties, but if they look to buy in their first home, maybe when they're 35 and that's okay, but they're okay moving out of the city. And we saw this trend years ago where they wanted to move in the city and the condos and all that. Those are quite expensive in many cities. That's expensive. And if you can live outside the city, I think that's a trend. So new construction, I would be there and on the heels of that Look, we love renovation and I'm a huge fan of this because if you have kids like I do and many do and you're in your school district, you're near your church, you're near where your kids play sports, well, the reality is you may not wanna move. You may not have mm-hmm. to move. So I think renovation financing could be a way that we actually create opportunity and show someone how adding a bedroom, adding something that they want like a pool, we've seen that is a hot item right now But what about just renovating your kitchen, your bathrooms, all these things and your home is now your dream home and you don't have to move. So I think financing, we need to look at it from a a totarian kind of perspective. How can I be the lender of choice? And too many times we're looking for, oh, I need that next agent. I need the next agent. I need the next builder. I need all these things. And it's like, guys, what if we just went really, really deep with the people we've worked with and we help serve their needs and we actually were an advisor because I think there are customers out there that are looking for someone to come alongside them and give them some advice. And they're not getting it from the news. We know that. They're not getting it from mainstream media. And so we need to step into that. And that's where, again, I, I'm bullish on social. Because if we've built a relationship and we show up consistently, yep. they're going to ask us the question. So that's where we see opportunity. At the end of the day, look, it's still a market share game. I don't know any lender today in most markets and nationally that have double digit market share. So you're going to see the cream rise to the top. If you have great technology, great experience, you can deliver that consistently, you've built local relationships, you will win. I think at the highest rate we've seen in a consolidation market that you're going to see lenders and the ones that have paid their dues over the last few years that prepared for this market. Look, this isn't new for us and at Loan Depot. We, that's are right. this, we are ready. We are like game on. Well, there are going to be some that weren't prepared and, and yep. that's just part of the market as well.
0: Yep. You know, that was so well said. And I, I love that you're talking about how do you become that lender for life over the course of a consumer's life rather than having it be, as you started this, this conversation with, being about a transaction, right? Because I think that's what consumers ultimately want is to have a relationship with somebody that they trust that can be there for all those different life events that do require a mortgage. I mean, let's face it. There's so many. And generally when people are purchasing, there's a life event happening and they want to be working with somebody that they that they trust and they know know something about them. And so I I love how you're talking about stepping into that, um, talking about the renovation. I mean, it's ensuring that you've got options to talk to people about, I think is critical. I mean, if I don't know if you've tried to get a contractor for anything recently, I have. Oh, Oh,
1: they're back up.
0: It's insane. It's insane, right? But everybody's been sitting in their houses for a year going, God, dang, that bathroom has always driven me nuts. Finally, we're going to get that thing fixed, right? Or the yeah. pool or the deck, or, you know, people enjoying their homes in different ways. So I love how you're talking about how loan Depot is really making those moves to to look at it really holistically and not just that, you know, how do I just get this one transaction, but how how do I actually become that that lender for for life? Um, over time. You brought up the inventory issue, and I did want to ask you a question about that, you know, particularly related to new construction. Do you have any thoughts on what's going to help some of this inventory situation change up a bit?
1: So I do think we're headed towards a point where the appreciation is going to have to start to come back, right? I mean, we're seeing people pay ridiculous over asking prices, um, even in our community, where I look down the street and I go, okay, that, that home's not worth that for a while, right? And so I think we'll see that level off, and that'll kind of calm some of the, There are some people that are buying right now as a sense of urgency, not because of a life event, because they feel like they're missing out on something. And they're like, if I don't move now, I've got low rates, I can buy this house now. And reality is, look, it may still go up another five, 10% over a year. So their cost of waiting could cost them a lot of money. So I don't want to say that it shouldn't be happening because there are people that I've run numbers for friends and I'm going, look, if you do wait, that home could be 10% higher next year. And I don't want to tell you that rates will be the same next year. So yeah. cost to buy for them really makes sense today. But I do think appreciation will start to slow down. It'll normalize out. And then we start to see all the new builds being built. And I think what we're starting to see now is communities on the outskirts. And I'll just take Nashville where I live. You're starting to see communities that are 30, 45 minutes out that are now building the infrastructure where they're putting in Target, right. like Starbucks and Chick-fil-A's and all the infrastructure and schools and these things that you're gonna start to see new communities pop up. Yep. And I think that's gonna be great for people as we continually see, you don't have to live. Maybe for some people, they work from home. You don't have to live near an office anymore. That's not the driving force where I used to think about, I need to be near the airport. I need to be near an office. Well, yeah, those don't matter as much anymore. So I think that yeah. will happen. New construction is going to be interesting because what we're seeing is this, and, and again, just markets that we cover across the Southeast, you're actually seeing some above a million, $2 million movement here, right? You're seeing prices in these homes with multiple acres and just some opportunities we haven't seen, you know? And I'm yeah. seeing a lot of those pop up. So I think if you're wanting to buy today, now's a great time to find your dream home, as they call it, and move where you want to be and really customize it and be yeah. here for years. And look, use financing as a tool. It's still yeah. very low, very low.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as people start to look for that next home, a lot of them- you know, as we know, they're going to be looking around online and as they go through the process, they're going to have that combination of the digital interactions and the yeah. in-person interactions. And I wanted to ask you about this in particular because I think you do it so well. But how how are you at Lone Depot really empowering your team to be viewed as those experts with that combination of of the digital and in-person uh, touches that you're having?
1: Oh, I love this. And I think this is probably one of our biggest competitive advantages, but we have to go where the customers are, right? And so you think about this and we use the word ubiquitous, and you wanna show up everywhere a customer might show up, right? So that might be watching baseball. You see our national commercials that they're there. That might be on the internet where they go into like a bankrate.com or they go to somewhere else and they Google mortgage and they look for mortgage calculator. We wanna show up all those places, including showing up local, where you go into a real estate office, you go in a home builder office, you're gonna see Loan Depot. We wanna be one of those options that you can choose from there. And so we've used this hybrid approach and you know this as we've got our direct lending offices that they are typically the ones taking inbound calls, inbound leads and all of that. And they're helping customers. Um, Historically, they help with more refinance than they do purchase. And we try to have the purchases at a local level. Look, the amount of customers that are going online that are funneling through one way or another is huge. I mean, the statistics Mm -hmm. I saw this week, I don't even, I think they're dated. What we are seeing at the amount of leads that come through a lending tree or bankrate.com or just online in general, they're significant. And even if they have a referral, what we're finding is they still go online to shop. Yeah. So we're showing up in those places. I am one of those, as you've seen, you know, so I think showing up on LinkedIn, I think showing up on Instagram, on Facebook, all these areas, again, customers may look or may have an opportunity yep. for us to be there. And, I don't see this as a game. You can show up in one place. It used to be, I'm going to go call and I'm going to go to all the real estate offices and just do the sales meetings and make my calls. That's one way. And yeah, you should be doing that. (laughs) But guess what? There's probably 10 other ways. And if you don't show up there, you might not get your seat. And That's right. That's what I think our hybrid model it's proving right now. It's probably why we're having so much traction and kudos to Anthony for coming up with this strategy is it's very hard to execute. So while people might see it out there, and many have tried to emulate it. It's hard to execute, but you've gotta have the right leadership. You gotta have the right commitment. And technology for us has been, you know, a, a foundational piece that it helps us because if you don't have yes. that, whew, the rest of it's hard.
0: Well, you have to automate all the things that you can so that you can elevate your people to do the things that only those people can do. And that consumer reaches their hand out and they want a warm hand to grab theirs and say, Hey, I got you, yeah. you. You have to free up their time to do that. And that's what technology is enabling. So I love that. So. I feel like we could talk all day. Um, But I have one last question for you before we wrap up. It's my favorite question. But, you know, as people are listening to this and they're saying, man, you know, there's so many great things that they're doing. But if there was one thing that when people get back to their desk and say, "Okay, but I can do this one thing today, right, as I think about all of these strategies and how I might execute them, what is the one thing that you would say that people listening to this could go tackle right now to make a difference in their own business?
1: Love that question. So it's What's really cool is we just had this conversation with our group. And what I realized is not everybody is going to lean into social at the same level. Not everybody has real estate agents and the relationships that they should probably build. But what I think everybody could do today is think about your five best customers and referral sources, people that you know like you, they trust you, and and they actually probably have done business with you. What if you reached out to them today and just said, hey, thank you so much for supporting me in my career and everything I've done. Is there anything I can be doing to help you? Here's a quick update on the market, right? So if you're one of those people that you keep in touch with the market, which I believe we should, Mm -hmm. then maybe you could add some value and say, hey, you know, you've probably been watching the news and all that, let me just share with you. Here's what I've seen going on in the market today. Add a little bit of value. That phone call could be five minutes, that phone call could be 50 minutes, depending on how well you know them, where it goes. Be open to that conversation, but it's all back to what you said, Sue, is we need to be having conversations with people every day. Our job is to add value, educate, be a friend, be an advocate and an advisor. So I would call five people today, th- those five that like us and trust us. And if I love do that. that, look, we can all do that. It's, at, it's not really even out of your comfort zone. That's what you do. It's what we signed yeah. up for. And watch what will happen as a result of that. And if you do that consistently, your business will explode.
0: You know, it reminds me of something, a, a tip that I heard from a fantastic originator, John Murray, years ago, where he would put at the beginning of each week, 25 pennies on his desk And over, he'd make five calls a day to somebody in his database, some great partner, somebody, and he'd pick up those pennies and he'd put them in the the cup. And at the end of the week, he'd dump them back out and he'd start again the next week. Um, So you've inspired me. I'm going to go pick five today. And, uh, you know, I love to do this anyways, but like I said, you've inspired me to make sure I intentionally pick five today. So that's going to be my awesome takeaway that I've gotten from you. So, um, Hey, thank you so much. The time has flown by. I know it has for everybody listening, but, um, you shared so many amazing insights and Brian, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Sue. this is, you're doing great work and I love because we get to partner, of course, but I love what you're putting out on social as well, because together we are stronger and we are changing the industry and we're able to serve more people in our communities. And that's what it's about in the day.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I do have to tell you, I'm a huge fan girl of Anthony's and I've had three times over the past year where he's liked one of my one of my posts on LinkedIn. I know, and I like you know, I'll it all screenshot and circle. It'll be like Anthony Shea like, liked my post. I think he commented once and I was like, <gasps> you know, freaking out. Like I said, I'm a big fan girl. So anyways, we've got to get out and, and visit hopefully live in person soon. Yes. Um, but we, we love the family at Lone Depot and appreciate you and the difference that you're making every single day. So thank you so much. And hey, thanks to all of you for listening to another episode of Fresh Takes. And we'll be back out to you again very soon. Take care, everybody. Nice job. You're you freaking amazing. Oh. Are, no, you're the ultimate, you know, pro. Oh, good. Amazing, amazing. Great questions. I love, no,
1: you know, great great this stuff. I love this stuff. And it's like, for me, anytime I can help share or help move our industry forward and share that stuff, it's like, let's, let's go.